Welcome to the Pussy Centered Living Podcast. My name is Jenny Braxton. I'm a sexuality and empowerment coach, a sex, love, and relationship alchemist, and the founder of the School of Pussy Centered Living. This podcast is here to be your inspiration, your support, the education you always needed but never got, so that you can step into what I call pussy-centered living, which is a desire-led and pleasure-based way of living and creating your life that centers around the source of your true power, that which I call pussy. In this podcast, you're going to have the pleasure of hearing me speak solo and with guests on the wide range of topics that fall under pussy-centered living. Other weeks, you'll get a taste of my one-on-one coaching as I coach guest clients on all matters of pussy, pleasure, sex, love, relationships, and creating the life that you truly desire. There will be a lot of different ideas, perspectives, and beliefs shared on this podcast, and I invite you to stay open in your mind, in your heart, and in your pussy as you listen. Take what resonates with you and feel free to leave the rest. And I'm always willing to do better, so please share any constructive feedback that may come up for you. My desire is that you get turned on to the magic, the pleasure, and the power that is inherent within you, and to support you in creating the life you truly desire in a way that is pleasurable, sustainable, nourishing, and aligned with who you truly are. Mm, Hello, and welcome back to the Pussy Centered Living Podcast. Today, we are diving into a beautiful conversation that I had with my dear sister friend and fellow pussy queen, Heather Gibson. Heather and I first met last year when she joined me for the School of Pussy Centered Living, and then she went on to join me for our live in-person Pussy Queen Sanctuary Retreat. And so in this conversation, Heather shares how becoming pussy-centered has truly shifted her life, and not just through the like normal, everyday, easy life things, but how being pussy-centered supported her through a massive life rupture, and how because of being the pussy queen she is, she's now better than ever on the other side. As she so beautifully puts it, she shifted her center from trauma-centered to pussy-centered. And along with many powerful benefits that we speak to in this episode, this shift to pussy-centered has allowed her to heal ancestral patterns of trauma that were passed down through the women in her family, specifically around relationship and being left by the masculine. And now she's been able to not only heal those patterns, but also create new patterns that support who she really is and what it is she truly desires. In this episode, we talk about putting yourself first as a mother, not last. We talk about the power of feeling your emotions and how that can shift everything. And we also talk about dating as a pussy-centered queen. 
I truly adore Heather. She is radiant and vivacious and just overflowing with love. And this conversation, even though we do talk about the heavy things, is full of light, joy, and laughter, and so much pussy-centered life wisdom. And so not only am I so excited to share this episode with you, I'm also overflowing with excitement to share that I am offering you a deep dive embodied opportunity to experience reclaiming pussy and stepping into pussy-centered living for yourself. Yes, this opportunity is coming up in February and is a three-day full-on program to support you in beginning to reclaim pussy and taking those steps into living pussy-centered for yourself. And now even though this is a real true program, albeit a mini program, right, we're going to go for three days. This is entirely free of charge, so please join us. I do ask that you invest your time and your energy into joining us, and trust me, it will be so worth the effort. I am truly excited to bring this work to you in a way that is accessible to all, so please go ahead down into the show notes, get yourself signed up, and we will take those steps into pussy-centered living together coming up in February. Head to the show notes, get yourself signed up, and then please invite a friend or a sister who you think would love to journey along with us. I can't wait to see you there, and now enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pussy Center Living Podcast. I am here with such a huge smile on my face because I am sitting here with a dear beloved friend of mine who has become a dear beloved friend of mine through the journey of Pussy Centered Living. Um, I am sitting here with the beautiful Heather and she is here to share some of her experiences, um, not only in the School of Pussy Centered Living, but also just her journey of reclaiming pleasure and her pussy centeredness for herself and how that really supported her through some pretty big major life challenges that she has gone through. And I'm just so, so excited to have you here, Heather. Thank you so much for being here. And um, I'm going to turn it over to you in just a moment to introduce yourself. Um, But I will just say it was through the School of Pussy Centered Living that we first met. You were a student there. um, Was that last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, but you, we actually met through a dear mutual friend of ours, um, Megan Barella, who's an incredible parenting coach and, um, Megan and I go way back and so does Megan and Heather. And so Megan was the one who introduced us and I am just so dearly grateful for that. So Heather, I am just so honored that you're here today and please share with us just whatever you want to share about yourself and who you are. Okay. Thank you so much for having me on. And um, yeah, who am I? What a question. (laughs) You are a pussy queen. (laughs) I'm definitely that thanks to you and the work that I've done with you. (laughs) I can say that. Um, I am a mother. I'm I'm a mother. I have three children, um, ages four, 14, and 18. I also am helping raise my niece who is 16. Uh, so she's with me. 
I am a teacher. I am a, a student. I am a business owner. I've had multiple businesses. And gosh, I am definitely a daughter. Hmm. Yeah, the mama energy from my own mother. I mean, and through, and we can talk about this, but through the work that I've done with you, really, um, my own mother and I have connected on a deeper level as well. So mm-hmm. that has been really special. That means so much for me to to hear that that mother daughter yeah. relationship is so precious and special. Yes. I was a wife. I am no longer a wife, but I have wifed myself up this year. <laughs> <laughs> and that is something we could talk about as well, where, you know, the work that I've done with you has helped me gone, go through this huge life transition. But you know what? I'm just like, I'm a normal woman living in this weird simulation that we call life. <laughs> um, so I hope that my story can be relatable to a lot of different women who don't feel like they're anything in particularly special, you know, but they are, we all are. We Um, all are. Yeah, we all are. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Well, that thank you for sharing those things. And it doesn't even encapsulate the the beauty and the radiance and the creativity and the magic that you are, but it's going to (laughs) start. Thank you. Uh, and so, and so kind of before we, we dive into some, some other questions, I'm, I'm actually first curious, you know, since you have um, done this work with me and, and on your own as well, like what mm-hmm. does pussy mean to you now? And, and what does pussy centered living look like for you? And, and how does that show up in your life? Yeah. Well, I must say that ever since I was a teenager, she was there, right? Pussy was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pussy was there. Um, through many um forms of messaging and of it being something shameful, mm-hmm. which I know that a prob- probably a lot of women ha- women have felt before. Um, of like we should not be talking about this. We should not be feeling what we're feeling. Um, just my first like sexual experiences were not amazing, <laughs> but she was always there and she was wild and she was uninhibited and she was like ready to take on the world, but she was suppressed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So what it means to me now after doing the work with you, and I actually had read Mama Gina's book first, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just blew my mind. And I'm like, Megan, have you heard of this book? And <laughs> our friend Megan, she's like, actually, I know someone you should probably meet. <laughs> so she introduced me to you. Like she was a student of Mama Gina's and does all this stuff and has this school. And I'm like, what? This is a thing. Um, <laughs> so through this work, I really have reclaimed my, my, um, uh, I don't know what, what would you call it? I reclaim pussy. Yes. And this is really, really because of, um, letting go of all of the shame mm-hmm. around it and yeah. through the work that I've done with you. So pussy is everything. Pussy's not just like in, like in, uh, a part of our bodies It's it's an energy. It's a vibration to me. 
It's um, how I make my decisions, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's it's um, an all-encompassing joy in life and um, just spirit yeah. about me. Uh, yeah, that's mm -hmm. what it means to me right now. It's joy and pleasure and love. And it's also... It's also an avenue of which to process all of the hard, messy fucking mm. shit. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. But I can and do that in a way now and come back to it and come back to my center because I'm so connected with my femininity, with my sensuality, with pussy. Mm. So beautiful. So beautiful. And so, so hearing you that, that yeah, pussy is, is so many things and, and that she helps you make decisions and that she is your center. And even when you have to go through the, the processing and the experiencing of the challenging things, right. She's this place of, of joy and love and pleasure that you can come back to. And, and so I'm curious, like if you were then, if we were then to take this into pussy centered living, like, like, how do you live pussy centered? Like, what would this connection to pussy look for you? Like on a, on a daily or weekly basis? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> However you want to answer depends that. Depends on the week where I'm at in my cycle. Totally. <laughs> right. Well, that is pussy centered living, right? Like a lot yeah, can change definitely. depending on where we're at in our cycle. Totally. Um, I would say right now on a weekly basis, it, it allows me to embrace again, the messy along with all of the joy and not think too much into it. Right. I'm not, um, spiraling out of control. I'm very grounded in what I'm doing. Um, because I have an overall feeling of being taken care of. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we, we learned in your school, right? Um, I remember one of my, and I, I don't know if you want me to talk about this now, but talk about <laughs> it, do it. <laughs> but one of, one of the things that, um, I really worked on in the school with you is my, my goal was like, how do I feel cared for and protected, which is such a masculine energy. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. When I can't really depend on the masculine energy that's around me right now. And I never really have been because that's a core father wound that I have carried with me since childhood. Yeah. And I remember you teaching us that once you ground into pussy and you like get in touch with that and all of the things that that comes with, then you actually become your own safety. Like it balances out the masculine in you, right? Mm -hmm. um, so now I really, I do feel, I do feel a huge amount of safety and this is an ongoing work, right? This is Absolutely. not, oh, I feel totally safe all the time now. But um, during a week to week basis, I'm like, okay, this is weird. This is shitty right now. Um, and it will pass. I'm fine. I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, my children are safe. Um, this is hard, but we'll get through it. And um, let's put on some music and move and move it through. Oh my god, I learned so many tools through your school. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, all of the, the activities throughout the week of just going to work and cleaning the house and raising three children, four children on my own. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And interacting with friends and potential lovers. And I mean, that's been a thing this year too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just the dating world. Oh my God. It's so weird. Um, but just feeling so grounded and loved and cared for like, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. It's just, it's, it's an, an immense, uh, experience of gratitude mm-hmm. and safety yeah. and love. Yeah. I sound so crazy right now. <laughs> Why do you think that? Why do you say you sound so crazy? <laughs> I sound so like woo-woo, but it's like so, it's so true. It's so true. Oh my gosh. Thank you actually for saying that because I'm like, <laughs> I feel like this is the challenge I go through like all the time. And and I was just sitting here thinking how grateful I am that you are here reflecting these things back. Cause it's like, yeah, we can, it's like this stuff is so real and it's like I know that but it's also really weird to talk about and it does sound woo and like ephemeral and like but it is so so real and so first of all I'm just like grateful I'm just so grateful to get to share this and to get to you know support someone like you like this beautiful powerhouse of a woman right yeah raising these children like doing such beautiful things in the world and to know that I was able to support you in that in some way and to feel strong and safe and powerful in your life it's just like oh just taking that in for the times when yeah it is hard and I'm like what the hell am I talking about anyway no one wants to talk about pussy (laughs) I'm like wait everyone wants to talk about pussy we're just yeah we just gotta work through that shame totally it's not something you can just reach out and touch but it's something you can breathe into and feel and feel throughout your body like an electrical shock you know it's like so good Oh my gosh. I just have to say that again. Cause that was so good. Not something you can reach out and touch, but something you can feel in your body. Oh my gosh. That's so good. <laughs> mm, so, so here, let's do this. Could you paint us a little picture of what things looked like for you before this, this reclamation and this becoming pussy centered, shall we say, like we, you've shared a little bit of how it supports you now, but like, what did it look like before? Okay. Before all of this work, um, I was married and this is my second long-term relationship where I've had children. Right. And this, I'm good at a lot of things in life, but I haven't been great at love. (laughs) I mean, you are, I was like, you are overflowing with love. (laughs) Okay. Maybe that. Okay. I feel like my picker was broken, right? (laughs) I am good at love and I love love, right? I am so good at giving my all in a relationship. I really am. That's so not true. What I said, I'm, I was, I have been reacting from a trauma based Mm. fear based, um, center instead of a pussy centered center. Okay. (laughs) You're saying I'm just like getting shivers all through my body. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> I am a completely different woman. So um, before this work, I was in a relationship where I was carrying um, a lot of, a lot of masculine work. 
I was really in my masculine. I was trying to force things, Mm. which really had nothing to do with me and had to do with the other person. And I, I have, I had a, um, kind of a toxic trait of falling in love with the potential of what mm. something could be instead of the reality of what it really was mm-hmm. because I'm such an idealist because I'm such a loving you know I just mm-hmm. like love love stories and I'm like oh this is my love story um so I had started over and I thought okay you know this is this is going to be my life now so um I was together with my ex for seven years and we have a child together. Um, She is now four. So she was three last year uh, when all this shit went down. Okay. So I actually had finished the school of pussy centered living and the retreat. Yeah. We should probably mention that though. You didn't just come to the online school of pussy centered living. You also (laughs) came to the pussy queen retreat, which was like, Oh, well, here, yep. finish telling this part, then we'll come back to the retreat. <laughs> yes. But after I got home from the retreat, um, a month later, all the shit went down. All the shit went down. And I'm like, and my whole life blew up. And it was unexpected. Um, but I really feel now a year later, looking back, that it was completely necessary in some fucked up way <laughs> that the world does sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, before all of this happened, I was before your school, before the retreat, I was in a relationship where I was carrying a lot of masculine weight. Um, I couldn't really flourish in my safety and in my femininity. And this had been a pattern for me. Um, So I was working, I was having a baby, I was nursing, I was taking her to work, like nursing between like appointments. Um, I was running businesses. I was making sure my man was where he said he was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's so emotionally draining. Oh my God. Um, I was making sure that my man was on top of his stuff that he had to do. And I was just, I was there was so much emotional output, like energy wise, that I couldn't focus on what I really, my true nature was, right? Which was baking bread and rolling around in my garden, essentially, <laughs> and having great sex. Like that's all I wanted to do and raise my babies. <laughs> Find me up for that as well. Although maybe not the baking bread part, but actually I'm a terrible oh. baker, but I'm a great cook. <laughs> You, I can attest to that. So you do the cooking. I will eat it for you. And then we'll roll around in the garden together. Perfect. And we'll buy the bread already made. Buy the bread, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh gosh. But I couldn't make this like dream life my reality because I wasn't, I wasn't fully surrendering to pussy, to my, my feminine energy. And then I went to your school. And I was like, oh, wow. And I changed a lot. And maybe this is why my life blew up. Maybe it needed to. It maybe needed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you did just share that like here a year later, you can see that it needed to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so how did, how did pussy and, and being pussy centered support you through this like massive rupture that blew up your whole life? Oh yeah. Well, I was left alone, completely alone, hundred percent alone. And that has always been one of my biggest fears because of my own abandonment issues because of actually like generations of men leaving Mm -hmm. fathers and husbands and whatever men leaving. So it was really ingrained in like my, at a cellular level at it. Yeah. Um, and I was just triggered (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Um, but I felt supported And what do you say by the great pussy in the sky? Mama Gina says by the great pussy in the sky. I felt completely supported somehow in my own like feminine power. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm actually really fucking powerful. Mm -hmm. I really, I have nothing to fear. Like all this stuff is going to swirl around me. I'm going to lose more than half my income in one day to the next. My child is going to lose their father. My other children are going to lose their stepfather. Um. I have some really big decisions to make on where I go from here, but I'm going to be okay because I am divinely protected and cared for. And that all comes from within and generations of other powerful women, you know, that are in touch with their own power. (laughs) (laughs) So just feeling secure in that, no matter like what happened, I really felt that I could handle it and I handled it. You did. I really did handle it. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, I remember coming to visit you because, because we are so blessed to live in the same state, not too far yes. away from each other. And so I came to visit you, I think it was like a month after it had happened and I didn't, I didn't know. And I was just like, you're just like sitting there in your living room. You're just like telling me about it. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you seem so okay. Like, I know everyone was like, um, <laughs> I'm like, you are a freaking powerful pussy queen. And, and I know that, and maybe you can speak to this piece, like, even so, like, I'm sure, like you said, you were triggered. There was like all of this change, like emotions coming up. I'm sure you were going through the, the in and out of it and the up and the down, but yet you had this like incredibly powerful center. Like you said, you, 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 you trusted, right. You felt held, you knew that you were held and supported by something that wasn't outside of you and that could leave you, but by this inner intrinsic part of you. Right. So yeah. What did that, like, what, what did that look like of like dealing with the, the, the emotional ups and downs that must've been there too? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there's, there's two avenues an old, an old Avenue and a new way of thinking, Mm -hmm. um, as far as dealing with the emotions, right. Before, because of the, the lineage of like trauma with women in my family, Mm -hmm. we were told to not feel to buck up, to handle it. Yeah. Um, that you come last Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that, you know, you, you really don't have time or space to feel anything. Yeah. And so that's how I was raised. That's how I used to operate. And when you operate from that way, you, 
you continue to make the same mistakes. You continue to choose the same. You don't ever really deal with your trauma. Yeah. So because this all happened a month after I finished work with you, (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm actually allowed to feel everything that I need to feel. And it's okay. And I don't have to be everything to everyone. I can actually take time for myself to process this. And I don't need to have all the answers. And so I allowed myself to be in that space. Um, and I remember an exercise that we did during the school where <laughs> you put on like um, music and music has always been a way for me to like access my heart, yeah. my heart energy and open up my heart chakra and just like music is, is that for me. Right. Yeah. So I remember an exercise that we did to practice like feeling all of our emotions <laughs> and you put on like hard metal and you're like, okay, be mad. We're like, all of us women are like raging in our rooms, just like throwing our bodies around, just being mad. And then you put on like this really sad fucking shit and you're like, be sad. And <laughs> we got to like cry and we're all like sobbing. And this all, like all these emotions we went through and this happened in like one class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That was so good because I was like, wow, I like just access all of this. Like I actually have all of these emotions inside of me, right? They're always here. They're always present. And it's okay to let them out. It's okay if your children see you cry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't ever remember seeing my mother cry and she had a lot to cry about. Trust me but I never saw her cry. So just allowing myself to express my emotions, um, really, really helped ground me and, and allowed me to be able to deal with this in a different way. Yeah. That's all. I totally forgot your question. (laughs) No, you, you totally answered it. Yeah. (laughs) I may or may not have answered it. I don't know. What you said was beautiful and perfect. <laughs> and, and the piece that I just actually want to highlight, right? You you know, you've already shared that starting from a, you have a, a deep early imprint of this abandonment, right? That's not only from your own life, but this, this pattern that's actually been passed down through your lineages, right? This trauma that you've in, inherited and that you've also inherited this lineage of, of holding those feelings in, right? You just got to like, like you got left, you got to deal with the shit. Like you pull those emotions in and you do it right. And that pattern, that trauma response of holding in the emotions and the way that you shift those patterns, right? The way that you are able to make new choices is by doing exactly what you did, right? By like, yes, you got, you know, you were in that same situation where now you were alone, right? But instead of that being a repeating pattern, you took that as an opportunity to change your patterns and to be with your feelings and be with your emotions and process it through. And when we allow ourselves to do it, like that is the healing magic, right? And that puts you through a portal that like opens you up into, into something new, right? Something that now you have sovereignty to make a different choice and that you don't have to keep repeating the same cycle, right? That is imprinted, like you said, in your very DNA, right? Like you changed those patterns. You changed that cycle, not just for yourself, but for your daughters, right? By your willingness your ability and your capacity to be a fucking pussy queen and to feel that those hard, challenging emotions to be with it all. Right. And then to come back to your center. Yeah. 
Like that is how you shift those patterns. That is how you heal all of that, that trauma from our lineages past and for our lineages forward. And so I just want to take a moment to fucking celebrate you because that is some deep, deep work. Thank you, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and so then I'm curious, like what, you know, you were sharing that things, so this was like a year ago, right? Like almost kind of exactly a year ago. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so you were saying now that, you know, that there have been some exciting things or like, I'm curious, what is the, well, like, what's the new pattern? Like, what are the different choices? Like what has, what is shifting now since you've been able to go through that experience embodied in your power and, and allow that to open you up to something new? Right. Um, yeah. So I made some like drastic changes. I moved. Right. And I, I got a house that was just my style. It was so much more me and I created a whole new environment of exactly how I wanted to live and wanted to be, um, for my children and myself. And that was just in that was like super, super deeply healing. Um, and it just made me feel so powerful, right? I'm just going to buy it. I'm just going to buy another house. Okay. Let's do that. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. And this year I have really allowed people to help me. Mm. A big theme of this year has been receive. Mm. Be open to receiving because that actually is your divine birthright. And it, and it is your like nature. You should, you should be able to receive. So I've had like men come over to my house all year long (laughs) and they're like, I just want to help you. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. You want to paint my house? Okay, sure. Um, (laughs) you want to fix something? Please do. Like, um, I would love that. Thank you. And before I'd be like, so suspect, you know, I'd be like, Oh, like, uh, almost, almost, um, defensive with the energy. And now I'm like, actually, this is the vibe that I'm putting out because I have done this work Yeah, and I am worthy to receive. Yeah. This year, um, has been a lot of that. Amazing. And I think I spent like the first six months really, uh, in my feelings, worrying, worrying maybe a little too much, but at the same time I was, because of the work that we've done, I was always able to pull myself back and Mm. be like, Oh, I'm safe. I'm safe. And that has been a mantra all year long. It's like, I'm safe. I'm safe and provided for and cared for. I may not know how this is going to come to me, but it will come to me. Um, it's been a great balance of like putting in the work and complete and utter surrender. Mm. Right. And then about, I don't know, like four months ago or so, I did this amazing class by another friend of mine um, named Tiffany Janae, mm-hmm. and it's called it was called Relationship Standards. Mm, I remember when you did that. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, was like such a great continuation of the work that we did because, like, okay, I'm you know with 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 your work, I was like you know, fully embodying all my emotions and, and getting to know pussy and like just all of this amazing transformative work where I could just flow. And like, when I think of that, I just, I literally like see my body just like swaying back and forth. I'm like, it's all good. It's coming to me. I'm receiving it. Thank you. Thank you. Bring it on universe. I love all of this. Um, 
And then I did a relationship standards course. And this was so good. Um, She really had us like dive deep and recognize our patterns, what we in our in our relationships, right? right, right. What are your patterns in choosing people? Mm-hmm. What are they all have in, in common? And then we got to see how do you want to be seen in the world? Mm. Right. How do you how do you want to present yourself? And I'm like, oh, I'm a pussy queen. <laughs> <laughs> all of my inspiration really came from that, right? Like I actually know exactly how I want to be seen in the world now. Okay. We and we did do, you know, in a different way. We also do a lot of that work in the school, right? Because it is around like who are you as a pussy centered woman, right? It's like that identity. So oh, so you knew exactly. you knew how you wanted to I, I did. I, I really loved that actually, that piece because I had done that before. Um and then we basically came up with like as a reflection of who we wanted to be what does our partner need to bring mm. our partner need to bring? Okay. Love that. And these are things that maybe we have not completely, um, reached the pinnacle ourselves, but it, yeah. it's like things that are important to us that we're working on. Right. Yeah. And so at the end, I came up with a PDF. <laughs> I love it. So when I started dating again, I'm like, do you want to see my PDF? <laughs> Wait, so on the PDF was like how you wanted to show up, the things yep. you're looking for, and you yes. and you literally would like share this with people yes. you're dating. Oh my yes. gosh, I love that. This is how I'm changing patterns. Right? Yes. yes. Yeah, it had the prayer for my life, how you know, my my goals and my hopes and dreams, and then what I require in a partner. And these mm-hmm. are like core values. These aren't like, oh, you have to be tall or you have to be, you know, it's just like core, core values that I know from after dissecting all of my freaking trauma that has been passed down, how I know I want to be show up differently in the world. And this has been through your work and then a continuation with Tiffany's work. And, um, so how am I doing things differently? I'm doing things completely differently, (laughs) (laughs) completely differently. Oh, it's been so good. It's been so good. Wait, so I have more questions about the PDF. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay let's go back to that. <laughs> I love it so much. So like, would you share this with people like after you had already like made a connection or is this like, hey, you want to even go out with me? Like, check this out and see yeah. if you want more. So it really has, de- it, it's, it's dependent on how I feel energetically with somebody. Yeah. I definitely don't wait until like going on a second date, but I, there's a lot of men where I showed this before we even went out on a date. And I said, Mm -hmm. you know, do you see yourself in this at all? And I've had men say, I'm sorry, you know, you deserve everything on this list, but I don't really see myself in this. Amazing. And I can can say, thank you for your integrity. I really appreciate it. Good luck to you. Yeah. And And saving time for everybody, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I've had men tell me, wow, I have never even thought about any of mm. any doing anything like this. Mm. And it really also just shows you how many people are out there in the dating world that I know that have no intention. Mm. You know, they have no clear um, dream for how they see things. And my whole thing um, with taking this course and, and continuing this work was I don't want to trip and fall on like a delicious, you know what, <laughs> and end up in a, a shitty fucking relationship again, you know, because yeah. that can happen with women. You like, yeah. you can have sex with someone and you're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And like, 
okay, now I'm going to start fantasizing about all these things that can never become true, yeah. you know, yeah. um, which is really actually manipulative and controlling. And I don't want to be in that energy ever, ever, ever again. Yeah. Or you can, you know, just go out into the world with intention. And this isn't just for our potential partners. This is for friends as well. This is for my people around my circle. Yeah. Um, do you meet my standards? Because yeah. I am actually powerful and I'm worth something. Um, and I'm, I may be 40, <laughs> but, uh, but Morgan and, is like, I know, oh, and maybe 40 and just realizing it. Sorry, I forgot. To oh, finish. there we go. Okay. And just, <laughs> no, I'm at an age where I'm like, I could date you or your daddy. So like, be careful. <laughs> and maybe I will do both. <laughs> I know. Like the age range is like, so like, yeah, um, that has been a fun realization. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just that piece of like, it's taken me until 40 to realize this. Like, I think that like, oftentimes it does, right. You know, I am also about to be 40 here in like a month, actually exactly a month. I will be 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just feel more like secure in myself. I know myself to such like a deep degree. Like I feel more confident. I feel more beautiful. I feel like happier and better like than I ever have in my whole life. And I just think it goes to the whole, like, especially what we are fed as women, right? That as we get older, like, oh my gosh, so old at 40, (laughs) we're going to like lose our vitality and our juice and our radiance. And we do when we follow the patriarchal paradigm and we're putting ourselves last and we're not attending to our pleasure and we're taking care of everybody else and we're ignoring what we really need, then like, yeah, that is going to suck our radiance out by the time we're 40. Right. But when we can, um, when we can really shift those pathways, I mean, I just think it just keeps getting better and better and better. Absolutely. And you brought up a really good point. This is another way that this year has been different. I do not put myself last anymore. Mm. I, I put myself first. Amen to that. Yep. If I'm working too much, I take time off. Um, I take multiple baths a week. Yes. <laughs> um, I make sure I get enough sleep. Yeah. Because I really did feel guilty about always wanting in my marriage, about always wanting to go to sleep early. Mm. But I was tired. Yeah. I was carrying too much on my own. Um, and so now when I when I'm tired, I go to sleep and I'm mm. okay with it. Like It feels so good to even like take a nap and, and like, just wake up in your own bed with your own decor, as you can see. (laughs) Yeah. If you cannot see Heather has the most amazing prints behind her, like gorgeous pussy centered images that we might have to like include a picture somewhere for the people to see. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And just to feed myself, I want to feed myself and, um, move how I want to move. Like I just, I go through life. The irony is right. I got thrown into this world where normally it would be like, okay, you need to hustle right now to survive Mm -hmm. or you're going to die (laughs) or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. You're going to end up homeless. You won't have like food on the table. And actually I did the exact opposite. I'm like, I, I am going to just really tune in to pussy and I'm going to move slowly and I'm going to receive and I'm going to rest and I'm going to call my nervous system. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh so much and I'm going to orgasm. <laughs> yeah. 
as many times as I want, whenever I want. And <laughs> I'm going to go on food adventures with my girlfriends and we're just going to like enjoy every bite and it's going to be so good. And I'm going to take up space mm. as much space as I want. And that has been how this year has been different than any year in my entire life. Amazing. Amazing. And so just going back to that last piece there, right? Like, yeah, hearing you that in that instance with like, when, when the rupture happened and everything has changed and now you're alone and you're losing half your income and like the, the kind of program tendency is to go into that hustle, like you said, right. But instead you chose the opposite. Instead you chose to listen to pussy. And so, and so then what happened? Like, were you okay? Like, did you, were you able to put food on the the table for your children, even though you didn't hustle? Yeah. You know, I told myself I'm going to (laughs) take, I guess my trauma response was I'm going to take the month of December to just cry and do nothing. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I I mean, maybe that's a trauma response, but like, also that's like a really powerful way to process like the, the, the deep thing that you went through. Yeah. But my therapist, I also went into therapy Mm -hmm. right away. Mm -hmm. My therapist brought to my attention. She's like, you know, when you said that, I was like, oh, great. That's really healthy. But then I was like, well, you need to be able to like be sad and whenever you want, you know, don't just do it in December. Oh, I got what you mean. <laughs> like after December, I'll get it all out in December. Yeah. After December, I'll figure it out. And I'll just like, and <laughs> so she's been working with me on that all year. It's like, no, you just feel, just feel what you need to feel. Again, that's going to be a lot of unlearning, probably like more than one year of unlearning totally. to, to feel what I need to feel when I need to feel it. Totally. It's um, a lifelong practice. Yeah. But you know what? Everything did work out like for some, somehow, (laughs) I don't know, somehow like my, I get my like main bills paid every month. And I mean, I'm not, and I don't always know how that's going to pan out, Yeah, but like the energy is flowing because I'm not blocking it. Mm. Right. I'm like, just open again, open to receiving. Mm. And so somehow I'm able to support an entire household every month um, because little creative things come to me and I'm um, and opportunities and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to do this. And um, yes, I, I, I switched careers as well. Well, I didn't switch. I added, you know, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a Jill of all trades. I know you I are, know. you really are. Yeah. My toxic trait is like, <laughs> I don't know if it's a toxic trait, but ironically it's uh you know having an idea and I'm like oh I'm gonna make a business out of this. <laughs> and not everything needs to be a business Heather you can also just do things for fun okay <laughs> but, but you're like why not make some money if I can <laughs> I yeah so so I like um because I used to have a restaurant so I went back to like when I needed a bill paid, I just put out on social media, I'm making a pot of tamales who wants some and I get all these orders. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go hustle some food. Right. But again, that was just me putting on some music, vibing in the kitchen, putting all this love and intention into these tamales to like, you know, bring me the abundance. I got this. I got this. You're safe. You're safe. You're safe. Mm. And it's just been like that every single month Mm. that it just happens and it's not the end of the world. You know, it it just comes to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any like formula except just (laughs) a good amount of work plus complete surrender. (laughs) No, I think you did give us a formula. Let's see. It's uh, (laughs) reclaim your pussy. Yes, girl. (laughs) 
anchor her as your center. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, notice your your patterns, right? And and do the deeper work to shift them. Let yourself feel and move through your emotions. Let yourself rest when you need to listen to your body. Let that creativity flow through. And when the creativity comes, like take freaking action on it and do yeah. it and open yourself to receive. Yeah. Can I Heather, write that Heather just oh, no. <laughs> Put on my vision board this year. <laughs> Perfect. I'm like, no, Heather, you just laid out the roadmap for us, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and repeat, repeat, <laughs> rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Oh, oh, and sisters, you mentioned sisters and be with your sisters. <laughs> oh, that's so important. Yeah, they really have gotten you and everyone else has gotten me through so much. Because yeah, my 40th birthday was about a month like after everything went down, um, and. I just like bought myself a fucking sparkly tutu and, <laughs> and had this vision. I'm like, everyone just please bring food and did all the things I wanted to do. And people showed up and it was just so great. It was it so was. great. It yeah, it really was. It really was. Yeah. And so, okay. There's a couple things I want to come back around to. One is this piece of, um, you know, we've talked about a few times now of like not putting ourselves last, especially as mothers, as wives, I was gonna say wives, <laughs> as wives, uh-huh. <laughs> as wifeies. <laughs> um, and so, and so speaking just a moment to the mothering <laughs> side of things, because I just, I honor you and respect you so much as a mother, um, as especially someone, you know, your, your oldest daughter is, um, a several few years older than my daughter. And they're both like very, very strong personalities. And it has just been so amazing for me to be able to talk to you and get your mama wisdom um, about how to, how to really like hold and mother these powerful, powerful girl children yes. <laughs> with our gifted. <laughs> And so I'm curious, like, what does that, and especially given that you, that there's four, four children that you are raising, um, like, what does that look like as a mother to put yourself first? Because yeah. right, that's like, that's like the, like, <gasps> as a mother, no, <laughs> like, no, the taboo, like, oh, so selfish. But what yeah. does that look like for you? And what has that done for you as a mother? Oh, what does that look like for me? Well, I'm going to say like, back in the day <laughs> when I just had the, the two, um, my 18 year old and 14 year old, and they were young. I was, I was immersed. I was really, I, I go down these rabbit holes. Right. And then my whole life becomes about like this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So back then I was really immersed, immersed myself into, um, attachment parenting, positive parenting. That's the time I met Megan as well. Mm-hmm. And these are like besties. Um, and they've grown up together. Um, and so I found like a school community that supported that and also began teaching. So I've, you know, been in teaching for quite a while. Um, and I was just really hardcore about a lot of things, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, you like <clears throat> this completely mirrors like my, when I first had children too, like straight down the rabbit holes, all the things. So like, yeah, I fully get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. My son was born in the kitchen. Like, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, childbirth is such a transformative experience and I'm so glad that I had that experience with him. I tried to have my youngest at home as well, but um, ended up transferring and it was beautiful as well in its own way. But yeah, so 
I have been like kind of a hardcore hippie type parent. <laughs> um, and so I gave a lot of energy, so much of myself to being the best mother I could be. But really the catch 22 is if you're not taking care of yourself, you're actually not modeling what the best mother is. Yeah. If that even exists, like who knows the okay. best. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're all just doing the best we can with what we know y'all. Totally. Okay. Yeah. 100%. So I would say this year, um, there has been a change on like how that looks. I, I, I always, I, I feel like, um, especially now I'm like so calm. Mm. I'm so calm. And that also has to do with like the work mm. that I've done. It's like, oh, it's going to be okay. You know, um, that has really helped my four-year-old because she lost, you know, her dad, her dad moved away. Um, that's kind of the story, right? Um, he chose to leave the country and, um, a year ago. And so just, I think my, my, uh, security, my feelings of security that I've cultivated within myself because of this work, um, has transpired into like an overall chill, calm vibe. Mm. And so that's really helping her to be confident, to feel safe. Mm. Right. And she's still like so attached to me. And um, it's still hard though. Like today on the way to preschool, she's asking about her dad and she starts crying, mm. you know, and it just broke mm. my heart. And I, and this is immediately what goes through my head is, oh my God, am I going to be enough for her? Mm. Mm. Am I going to be able to be enough safety, enough support to counteract this thing that she is going to have to deal with now, you know, at one point in her life and that she already is experiencing. And so I just sat there and, and just took deep breaths with her. And I told her, I'm never going to leave you. Right. I'm here and I'm never going to leave you. Hmm. And then she was fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, not freaking out is just so powerful in its, in its own yeah. way, but also allowing yourself to be able to process emotions, um, yeah. has helped me be a really, a much better mother this year. <sighs> and then holding space for how my children have processed all of this, my older children, yeah. um, they, they both prefer when I listen more than advice. <laughs> <laughs> Which having teenagers, I think you might be able to relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Megan gave me such a good piece of advice with the teenagers is like, she's like, literally the way their brains are, your voice is annoying to them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> she's like, just don't say anything. I'm I like, love okay. Megan. That's so funny. <laughs> I can just like hear her say those words too. Like, yep. Yep. In Megan's voice. Yes. Totally. Oh, shout out to Megan. We love you. I know. It's so good to have a positive parenting coach mm. as one of your closest friends like 100% did you ask for more <laughs> I, know. I know and just like you with me because I met Megan we had the same midwives and so we met when we were pregnant I was with my, with my first son and her with her son and yeah so our whole journey has been so woven through with with motherhood together and oh my gosh I just so deeply appreciate her I'm like we'll put her information in the show notes go check Oh yeah. yeah. So listening to the teenagers. Yeah. Just listening to them process their emotions and they're doing through their, their own things. Like my 18 year old moved away to college to Eugene. Yeah. And so she's on her own and going through a whole bunch of stuff, but you know what, after this entire year of giving back to myself, 
putting myself first. I feel like one year ago, I had nothing left to give, Mm. right? I had nothing to give. Mm. I just needed to be in my pain. I needed to receive, but now a year later, I feel like I have so much to give. Mm. I feel like my heart is just opened and I, and I have so much energy to hold space for other people going through things and for other people's healing. Um, so I have become a really good listener and I think I have really great advice, even if my teenagers don't want to hear it until they're ready and they come to me and they're like, what should I do? I'm like, well, I'm glad you asked girl, because I have a lot to tell you about this. Um, (laughs) I think you have great advice. I mean, like I said, I come to you for parenting advice. I'm like, you're amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. But they have to be ready to hear it and um, they have to want it on their own terms, which is fine. Totally. Um, yeah. So parenting this year has also looked like not being so hard on myself. Mm. There are times when I go get an organic frozen pizza and I throw (laughs) it in the oven and I throw some broccoli in the side and I'm like, voila, here's your dinner, baby. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, and I'm gonna eat your crust. Yeah. Yeah just honoring the stage of life that I'm in and I can't do it all. And that's okay. I'm going to do what I can do. And, um, if I'm eating out a little more than usual, because I've worked all day and I'm tired and I want to have the energy rather to just connect with my children instead of making this like gourmet meal. And that's hard for me. Trust me. Like I love to cook. (laughs) So (laughs) not having the energy to always do that. Um, yeah. But yeah. it, it'll come one thing at a time. Like exactly. Totally- yeah. When my first two kids were little, I was like, so, I mean, cause food was my thing before, like one of my first things, like I was super into food and nutrition. Like I studied holistic nutrition. And so I was like, everything was like the most wholesome, the most like from scratch, the most like everything, everything, everything. And then we like moved down here and not only am I cooking everything from scratch, we're also growing everything ourselves. And I just remember this one night where we sat down to dinner and it was like literally everything on the table had been grown by us, the vegetables, the chicken, the like the like herbal fancy thing I put on the roasted chicken, you know, like this beautiful thing. And I sit down and all I could think about was like how I just want, I just wanted the night to be over so that I could go to bed because I was so freaking exhausted. And I was just looking around. I'm like, wait a minute, like why? like this, something is not right here. And so, yeah, now I'm, you know, I definitely have a little bit of a little bit to moderate amount of mama guilt, but like, yeah, you know, sometimes just like that, like not even the organic frozen pizza, like sometimes just the Figaro's <laughs> because like, that's the only little pizza place left. Like, I'm like, okay, it's Figaro's and that's okay. Right. By the third child, like the first two, I was so like, uh-huh. you know, uh, what's the right word? Militant about their food. And by the third child, I'm like, oh, he had a bite of noodles for dinner. We'll call that good. <laughs> He'll eat a banana no. before bed. He's fine. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, the other day, like my daughter's like, I want cereal for dinner. And I'm like, Okay. (laughs) Like I would never have done that before. Totally. And that I feel like that is such a, a part of pussy too, is just like giving ourselves grace. 
Like yeah. it's okay. It's okay. And then are there times where we need to be like, okay, I, I, my children do actually need some like actual nutrition. Like I will pull it together yeah. for them. Yes. Yes. But like giving ourselves that grace and having that compassion for ourselves and, and just like letting that be okay is, is so huge and so essential, especially because, you know, I just like being parents in this modern world is straight up crazy. Like it is just crazy. too much. It's too much. Yeah. We're not meant to do all this stuff. And like, as our kids get older and activities and like, it's, just it is crazy to be a modern parent and we are doing it on our own even if we are in our little family units right like I see I do witness a lot of parent moms I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. say it moms and they're walking around trying to navigate this world with children with all of the activities with all of the school and they are stressed the fuck out yeah because they feel like they have to be perfect in everything right or they're gonna be judged or they're not gonna be enough and um I have completely like let go of that and I'm just like (laughs) la di da di da di da you know I'm that mom now where I'm like Maybe I'm halfway in the clouds, but I kind of like it there. You know, it's kind of nice. One foot on the ground, one in the clouds, like an equal healthy amount of grounding and, um, I don't know, airy idealism. Yeah, that's a juicy, juicy. It's juicy, girl. And I mean, let's be honest, like what, like really what benefit are we doing to our children by running about just like so stressed out about the amount of things that we have to do? Like, it's just not a benefit. And like you said, we, when we are in that place, like when we're stressed, we're in fight or flight and you just cannot give to the capacity that our children truly need because they don't like really what our children need is our presence, right? Right. Like our presence. You can't give, but you can't receive either. Exactly. True. You're just like blocked way off. You're, you're just out of it. Truth. Truth. It's so true. Uh Uh-huh. (sighs) <sighs> which is why all the mamas get to reclaim pussy so that they too <laughs> can walk especially around with their feet on their mamas. especially mamas, especially mamas. And, and we, I mean, gosh, we have given birth, <laughs> right. You know, and giving birth and not connecting with that, that part of us, just, you know, our anatomy, but all of the energy behind it yeah. is such a disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. It and really the sad, is. And the I sad thing everyone. is, yeah. Yeah. Wait, say it again. I blocked. I want out. every mama to do this work to mm. connect with, with themselves, with pussy, with the energy, with the whole vibe of giving yourself permission to feel pleasure, giving yourself permission to not be perfect all the time mm. to put yourself first. Oh my goodness. Like mm. what a paradigm shift totally paradigm shift, like world, world shifting. And, and just going back to that piece of the gather, like, you know, as mothers, we're the ones giving birth. And the sad thing is, is that for so many women, that experience of birth further disconnects them from, from pussy. Definitely. Yeah. Our modern birthing, you know, system and thank goodness it's there for when we need it. Absolutely. But but it's, um, it really is disconnecting. from the whole entire experience and from our bodies. And then we have these little babies and we're like, Oh, I don't even, I don't even recognize my body. I don't know my body. And now I'm supposed to like produce from my body to keep a child alive. (laughs) Like it's so messed up. It's so disconnecting. It really is. 
Yeah. It really is. And the ways that we have been disconnected from pussy before we give birth, right. right. Also very much affect, like if we're already disconnected from pussy before we give birth, birth is just going to be that much harder and that much more disconnected. And then it just, and then from that, then it's like even more so. And so, yeah, I agree with you. Like may all, may all the mamas just like recognize this, this power that who we are, like this power that brought our children into the world and that we get to, that we get to connect to that. We get to care for that. And that by doing that, it serves our children so, so deeply, so deeply. It really is all connected. Mm -hmm. Everything in our lives is just a big circle back to pussy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh my gosh. Everything in our lives is a big circle connected back to pussy. Amen. Yeah. It's like, I, I have this visual in my head. It's just like going around, going around. Oh, replenish. Here we go. We just went through pussy and now we're coming back out and we're going again. Going, oh, let's do it again. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I feel like there is something else. Oh yeah. Just, <clears throat> just with the, the mother thing, you know, like actually where I'm like that little train of thought did leave. What was I going to say? Whatever circle back to pussy. That's a good place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Mm. Well, I, I think I'm definitely going to have to have just like a whole episode still on mothering and just like talk more and more about it because it is like such, such a core part of, of what we experience and go through and, and, and pussy is such a foundation anchoring place for that. Um, but one of the things I still really wanted to circle back around to, not that mothering isn't juicy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really would love to talk about the retreat that you attended yeah. with me and our beautiful sister, Vinay McGee, who hosted the retreat with yeah. me. And, and the reason, like what I really, um, like, I would love to hear anything you want to share about it, but like, really what I want to highlight there is the, is the power of when we do this work, like coming together in person. Right. Like by the time we went to the retreat, which was at the incredible pussy mansion in, we went to, I forget even exactly where it was, but somewhere in Arizona. Oh, uh, Golden oh. Valley. Oh yeah. Golden or something. Golden, something. Yeah, maybe Golden <laughs> Valley, Golden something. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful pussy mansion. Um, And you had already gone through the school, the, or maybe it was halfway through the school. I can't remember. Maybe it was the whole school. No, we, we had finished. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Went through the whole school, Um, which, you know, so, so amazing. Like I freaking love online programs, not just to like take them, but also to teach them, right. Because of the reach and the access and you can like do it within your own home. And it's so wonderful and amazing, but like then getting to go in person, like, Oh, what, what, how was that for you? How was that? (laughs) That was like crazy. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It was amazing. It was absolutely, absolutely incredible. Um, you know, I went there only knowing you. So everyone else came from like all over the country and I didn't know them, but I connected with them so, so quickly. Yeah. It was just like, oh, we're all here to do this work. And, and everyone was just so like, um, I don't know how they are in real life, but when you walk into like something that's called the pussy mansion and it's beautiful and you get your own room with a four post bed and there's like cactuses that are like cacti. Sorry. (laughs) There are cacti that are like 30 feet tall in the backyard and, and like pools and 
um, all of this beautiful Spanish architecture and you're just like in the middle of the desert and you're like, oh, like everyone's best self came out, I guess. <laughs> totally. Totally. We were pussy queens. We, we were, were pussy, pussy queens. queens. Yeah. In fact, the clothes, like I fit everything into like a small backpack because I'm like, I don't need to wear much. <laughs> you're like, I'm just bringing my little lacy lingerie and my like little, little silky cover up. <laughs> all I need it's all gonna fit very nicely in this backpack so I'm not gonna pay for a bag um <laughs> yeah so the energy was woo contagious and joyful and bouncy <laughs> it was bouncy and um just imagine like all of these happy to be there women just prancing around in lingerie ready to do some work with pussy (laughs) (laughs) I was like okay I'm here let's do this let's do this I am here um so it was like a it was like the next level it was next level basically um but I have a lot of memories like I'm curious what um like, what was that difference of getting to do the work, like, in person as a community as opposed to, I mean, obviously, we're still a community online, but, like, still, you know, individualized in our own spaces. But, like, what was, like, did did that bring a different experience? Like, what was that like to be in that environment? Yeah. Um, I would say it definitely made it, it was, it was deeply different. And um, it was super healing. And I'm just going to like go to one of these experiences that I had right. to kind of like demonstrate this because we did a lot of like um, adoration work, right? We're like adoring ourselves. We're letting go. We're expressing ourselves, um, letting go of like traumatic experiences. But when you are like surrounded by women in this safe container, And you're actually in the physical. And one of the exercises that we did that I'll never forget is each woman had a job, right? One was rubbing your feet and your legs. Two of two women were whispering affirmations. We should, we should just, so this was like a specific ritual that we did. Specific activity that like Mm -hmm. changed my world. Okay. Mm Um, and this was probably on like day two. So we, and and you gave workshops like you and um your partner gave like um yeah these sorry gave workshops um so we were diving in basically right away and then eating and resting and then diving in more and then swimming and then making music videos and then diving in more <laughs> totally so, um but uh so the one that really like stuck with me was, so we had one woman in each, one woman in each ear, like whispering affirmations, a, a couple rubbing feet and arms. And we just sat in or stood in the circle and just took off our clothes one by one by one. <laughs> and we were just completely vulnerable, raw, and we were being seen. Right. And then we laid down and we got massage and we got adored and, <sighs> one affirmation. I don't even know who said it because I was flying high and I was, you know, in this zone and my eyes were closed. But one of the one somebody whispered in my ear and said, Your mother's trauma is not yours to carry. Mm-hmm. 
And that's when the tears started like falling and it gave me permission to like release that. Mm. Now, when I'm in the school and I'm alone in my room, there's only so many things that I can say to myself. Right. But having the collective around you and supporting you in that, and actually someone else telling you, you do not have to carry You don't have to carry this anymore. Put it down. Yeah. Was so transformative and healing. Mm. And also just letting go. And there was another activity too. I don't know if I'm going to get into it. Oh, you can get into it. I know what you're talking about. You get into it. We go there on this podcast. (laughs) Just letting, letting go of the shame of how your body looks. I mean, we're just like, just pummeled. We are pummeled from a small age of how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to present to the world right and then just being able to like take all of that off and someone to tell you your body is so beautiful your pussy is so beautiful and we did this exercise I'm going to get into it it it, was like towards the end so we were all really bonded y'all okay we were really bonded this this was the final ceremony (laughs) the finale but um you all set up this like beautiful room with roses and like beautiful bedding I don't know and we just went in one by one and like took a turn to lay down on the bed and naked of course (laughs) in our true raw like beautiful feminine power and we just like opened up our pussies (laughs) and all the women would go oh my god and they would just like shower us with compliments they worshipped our pussies one by one by one and I remember someone saying oh you're like a beautiful pink rose just ready (laughs) to receive I was like oh shit I am oh my god (laughs) and honestly like all of the shame that had been passed down generationally or what I've been hearing since I was little from unrealistic expectations from porn like all of this stuff melted away and I'm like oh yeah I am and actually I've never had a man complain (laughs) right so why am I why do I feel this like I am a beautiful rose actually right um so that was just so transformative okay those are like two of the like the biggest ones but there were were so many more so many more I just want to I mean I'm so glad that you brought that piece up and and you know both of those both of those different rituals that we did right those were both two rituals that you just spoke to and and like that is that's actually exactly what I was hoping you would speak to not the specific you know activities or rituals but the the experience of how being surrounded by our sisters and by community people who are witnessing and seeing us for who we truly are right in our beauty in our power and who are reflecting reflecting that back to us and that we get to be in a, a space of, of safety and receiving of that. Like it, it, what you said, just like melting away of shame. Like it just, uh, it's just magic. And that, and that is why I, I do things like this with others. And I will say like, it's my own edge to, to lead others through such like powerful, you know, and, and vulnerable situations or, or, or rituals. Right. Um, but 
because when I have experienced it, like I've experienced that, that melting of that shame and just this liberation that comes. And like you said, we can be, we can be so hard on ourselves. We have so many stories that we have been conditioned into that have been passed down to us. that just aren't true. Right. But that we, we don't see the beauty of our own selves. And so to really have other people reflect that to you. And especially where you, when you're in like the magical space of ritual, right? Where your nervous system and your mind is actually open to a different degree and you can take this stuff in deeper. It's like, oh my goodness. Like it's just so deeply healing. So I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And I want to say also that the fact that it was pussy owners mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that witnessed us. Yeah is a completely different experience than a man who we may um, feel wants a certain experience from us seeing whatever to get that experience. Right. But to have a woman witness you in that and be like, oh, you're a beautiful pink rose. Yeah. You really believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing. It's like, yeah, a man, you know, and yeah, I've had men tell me how beautiful my pussy was and like, never once did I believe them. Right. Because I'm like, yeah, because you <laughs> want my pussy. <laughs> of course you're going to tell me she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. When someone who desires nothing from her, right. Is just there to witness you and, and affirms you from that space. Like, yeah, you can just take it in at such a deeper level. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's true. Like it is true. Mm-hmm. Mm. So and I've never once doubted that since. Mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and that has made my year like great, you know. <laughs> That's helped. Like all of all of this stuff all together has just yeah, brought me on the other side and so open to continuing the work. Yeah. 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 And it is, you know, it's a it's a lifelong practice, right? Being a pussy queen, being pussy centered, like it is a lifelong I'm practice. Life. It's, it's, what? it's not an easy life but oh. it, right we will sacrifice ourselves <laughs> to choose pleasure exactly we will be the martyrs and go first <laughs> oh my goodness well this is just then I'm like I don't want this conversation to end I'm like well thankfully we're sister queens and I can chat with you anytime I want to Um, but I am curious, is there anything that like, I haven't asked you or that hasn't come up yet and you would just love to share? Um, not particularly that you haven't asked me, but I just, I really encourage everyone listening (laughs) that feels called to, to join your school and Mm -hmm. to start this work. I really do. And it's something that you can come back to time and time again, whenever you feel inspired to or need to. Um, I know that like we have the recordings like for life (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I really actually would like to like go back and, and listen and do it again. Um, especially since I'm at like a completely different space than I was ago, like, oh my goodness, what am I going to get from it by going Mm -hmm. back and everything again and doing the exercises? Um, but it was, it has just been so pivotal in how I, view myself, how I value myself, um, and how I really believe that I can do hard things Mm. and be okay. Mm. Right. And that all comes from within. Mm. It all comes from pussy. It all comes from being able to receive 
and not feel guilty about experiencing pleasure in whatever way that looks like and slowing down and connecting with my divine feminine energy. That is my birthright. Hmm. So call Jenny, (laughs) please. I urge you. And come Aww. to a retreat. I want you to do another retreat. In I fact, know. Telling me, she's like, "Wait, is she gonna do another retreat?" I'm like, "Hopefully, because." <laughs> Wait, did you say your pussy was telling you that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, she she tells me that every day. But my friend, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just talking about it, I was like, "Oh, I'm like, it's bringing it up for me too." I'm like, "We have to do it again. We will. Sure. We will." Yeah. It was so so good, and yeah, just the. I mean, any way you can plug into this work, right? And if and if I don't resonate with you, like totally fine. Go find somebody else who's doing this work or similar work, right? But like, oh, get into it. Just like you said, Heather, like get into it. It is just the most important thing that we can do in my humble and experienced opinion. Yeah, yeah I do too. It's time for like, it's time for the alchemy. It's time for, for us to shift the paradigm um, as women, as mothers, as daughters, um, as future leaders, like- it's really, really time. Yeah. I agree Mm -hmm. with you 100%. Yeah. So when my 18 year old is ready, (laughs) send him away. Oh, it'll be like, like, would that make me kind of like a, like, would I get to be like, no, I was gonna say grandma, but no, that wouldn't work. A a pussy godmother. (laughs) But she's probably gonna listen to this. And I'm like, okay, honey, it wins your idea. Jenny's there and you need to go do this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it will be, yes. I can't wait for, yeah. When the children of my students start coming to me, like that will be a day. <laughs> oh, well, I just love and appreciate you so much, Heather. Same. So much. I love and appreciate you too. Thank you mm-hmm. for everything you've contributed to my own healing. I really, really, it's I'll never forget it. (laughs) Mm, It has truly been my honor and my pleasure. And I just, um, I mean, just like a little warning to people, like come through the school of Pussy Center Living, you may end up being like, you know, you're going to be a good friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I mean, after Jenny whispers affirmations into your pussy, like it's over it's over (laughs) and it's just begun (laughs) oh and it has just begun and uh, well I am just so blessed with your presence in my life and I'm grateful to Megan that manifestor energy she's a manifestor in human design for those who may know that she's an initiator and I appreciate the initiation that brought us together so same Mm, I love you so much Heather I love you too (laughs) hugs Thank you so much for spending this time with me here on the Pussy Centered Living podcast. If you loved this episode, you can best show your gratitude by sharing it with a friend or sister who would also benefit from this message. And of course, please hit subscribe so you never miss a juicy and delicious episode. And while you're at it, please leave a five-star review so we can get the power of pussy out to as many humans as are ready for it. Thank you, and I love you. Mwah!